It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? Two slices of humble pie this weekend for the Washington Wizards, falling to the Charlotte Hornets and tonight the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to recap both games, and we're going to talk a little bit about Bradley Bill tonight next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. So we're going to start out with the Charlotte Hornets game recap from Friday night. So, E, with this lineup with Daniel Gafford and KP, do you think this could be an effective lineup? Because we saw it with the Hornets game, and we saw it tonight against the Lakers. So, obviously, we're starting with the Hornets game. So is this a lineup you like with both of them together? I like it. Um, I'm actually a little upset that it took West so long to play this lineup because looking at the numbers, I want to say Charlotte, they only had 10 points in that fourth quarter. Gafford played a, a lot better next to Porzingis. Um, I thought he played some, he had some solid minutes next to Porzingis tonight. Um, of course, <laughs> they gave up 55 points to Anthony Davis, which is crazy. Anthony Davis has been on the tear this year. So, you know, I'm not sleeping on eight. Anthony Davis, is, he's played really well. He's had a heck of a season so far these last couple of games, especially bouncing back from last year, just being. Uh, in street clothes so much as they say but um they look good together i thought they they were getting out rebounded in that in that hornets game it was ridiculous how badly they were getting out out rebounded they gave up 19 offensive boards to the hornets um and then once they got in they got some stops um they were defending defending the paint porzingis and gaffer gaffer had a couple um dunks and put i thought he got fouled on that last play the nba actually said that that was a foul on that last play where gaffer got the put back from a bradley bill miss uh, in the clutch um gaffer had one of his better games and i thought porzingis played well down the stretch there too so i want to see that lineup more it's a bigger lineup they they're versatile and they defend the paint and they both finish well around the rim or they both finish well above the rim and they both run the floor well so 
you just got to get some more shooting out there. I thought Kispert's played the last games pretty well, so I think Kispert, you might have to put him in the starting lineup um, next to Brad and um, Monte, uh, uh, Monte Morris or Kuzma at the three and, uh, and Zingas at the four and Gafford at the five and then Brad at the two and then Monte Morris or Jordan Goodwin at the one. I think that would be your ideal lineup. Um, you got to get some spacing there, but I think, you know, the Wizards aren't a good three-point shooting team anyway, so they might as well try to go big and just, you know, go against analytics and go against the grain and see um, how they can, you know, finish in the paint and get get easy baskets and defend and rebound better because they, they they're and they actually are a good rebounding team according to statistics, but when you watch the games, it doesn't really meet the eye test. You see them giving up offensive rebounds to Mason Plumley and Nick Richards and just getting out physical. And I think when Porzingis and Gaffer were in there together. They did a better job of that. And that. That's how they came back. They were down by the largest. They were down by 22 against Charlotte, and we cut it to one. And they, I actually thought the Wizards had a strong – they did uh, many chances to win that game against the Hornets. But, you know, we'll talk about Bradley Bill later. But Bradley Bill, a turn – he had, what, three turnovers in a row? He had a turnover. He had a turnover, mm-hmm. another turnover, and then he missed the shot that potentially yeah. could have won the game. Yeah, looking at the Charlotte game um... – you know, getting back to the, the question, I think that that is the lineup you got to explore. I think they play well together. Gafford, you know, we're starting with the Charlotte game. Gafford played well. Um, he played real well. Was it 10 points, 12 rebounds in 23 minutes? So his minutes are mm-hmm. going up. Uh, the Charlotte game, you know, that fourth quarter made a huge difference. It, uh, what was it? 28 to 10, We, we uh, that fourth quarter. So we held him to 10 points. We got within one, you know, so that was a blessing in itself because, you know, the first three quarters, man, it was all Charlotte. It was all Charlotte. Um, Terry Rozier, 25 points. We we, we called it. <laughs> he kills us every time, man. Every single time. Kelly, Kelly Obrey, first basket of the game. I mean, he came in with energy. So, you know, looking at this starting five, Monte, again, underwhelmed, but he, you know, he contributes 12 points, you know, six rebounds, six assists. So he's been better, especially with the shot. Uh, Bradley Bill, 33 points, six uh, rebounds, seven assists. So he, he played well tonight. Now, you know, the, obviously the fourth quarter with the two turnovers and, and the shot, you know, you got to be more clutch, man. You know, we, we are definitely going to talk a lot about Bill tonight. But, you know, going back to being the guy, got to be more clutch, man, especially the fourth quarter. This is a winnable game. You know, that fourth quarter, if he makes the right decisions in that fourth quarter, we, we, we you know, we walk away with a dub. So uh, Denny, eight minutes played. Um, Kuz, 14 points. KP, 21 points, 11 rebounds. So the starting unit, could play better, especially Kuzma and KP, but I felt like they played decent. You know, Bradley Bill played well, 33 points. But looking at the bench, let's, let's talk about the bench real quick. Kispert, man, 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 he's a bad man. I'm telling you, Kispert, <laughs> he's playing well. I like what I see yes, from Kispert, yeah. man. I do not want to trade him. He is not, it, To me, he's untradeable. I want him to stick around because he is he, – you see his game improving. You really see between the driving, his his, um, his basketball IQ, mm. and his his shot. He is playing well, man. Uh, Barton, seven points. Again, Barton is struggling. He's continues to struggle with his shot. A good one, three points, but six rebounds. You know, six rebounds from a guard is good. Of course, energy, defense. And back on Gaff. Again, Gaff continues to play well at given minutes. So, you know, again, this is a winnable game against the Hornets. I think, you know, with LaMelo being out, Gordon Hayward, who's always out, you know, I thought this was a very winnable game. But I think it's encouraging. That fourth quarter was encouraging. They fought back. So... Before we talk about the Lakers, I mean, sticking with the Hornets game, this is an optimistic loss to a certain degree. Yeah. And Denny, he got he basically got benched in this game. He did not start the second half. Um, 
I want to say Corey Kispert started in the second half. He's shooting 26, he's shooting 26.5, 26.5% from the three-point line. He was really, he was underwhelming from the three again tonight. Um, I know he's a solid defender, but you know, when you're just you're just not a threat from the three-point line and they're not stepping out there to guard you, it's hard to play him. And West made a decision there, and I thought they played better in the second half. Like you said, Corey Kispert is really he's getting better. He's really improving. I mean, he's he's already he's always done the things that we say, like three-point shooting is getting more consistent. He's really good at cutting to the basket. He's really finished, he's really good at finishing at the rim. Um, like you said, basketball IQ, he's he's just a smart ball player. He's a he was well coached at Gonzaga, four-year college basketball player. He, he's just a smart player. So I'm not surprised to see what we're getting from Corey Kispert. He played again well, played well again against the Lakers. But yeah, we're gonna get into the Lakers game next. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna throw a few more stats out there, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and a couple more takeaways from the Hornets game, and then uh, we'll move on to the Lake Show. Um, field goal percentage, forty-five percent, shot better as a team. Three-point percentage, thirty-six uh, percent, which is <laughs> better than our usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, free throws, let's get on free throws. Lord have mercy, free throws. Again, he shot yeah. twenty-six from thirty-five from free throws. I mm-hmm. mean, that continues to be a problem for this team. Free throws. Um, the paint, another issue for this team. These, these two games together, we have been exploded in the paint. Uh, these teams have been able to do whatever they want in the paint on, on this team. Mm-hmm. KP needs to be more consistent with defending the, uh, defending the paint. He has to. You know, the big man. He, I mean, I love KP. I think he's a hell of a player. But is he a little on the skinny side? Yeah, it shows. These these centers who got some muscle are Muslim, man. Mm-hmm. You know, the Muslim. And you know, Nick Richards, man. He continues to be a wizard killer, man. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he just—he just for some reason I don't know if somebody in DC made him mad or what, man, because he comes into DC games. I mean, the wizard games with a lot of energy, man. He's just mm-hmm. mad. So you know, that's my biggest takeaways from his team uh, with the Hornets game, man. It's just the paint defense has to get better, man, and the free throws we have to hit them. So mm-hmm. we're gonna go and ahead and move. And one on. more thing, I'll say too. I'm sorry, so I'll stop you here. But Wes, something got to change with the last play of the game. Somebody else yes. has to get the ball. And I, I like Bradley Bill. We don't get back into the game without Brad. Brad had, what, 33 points? But I'm sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. But Bradley Bill at the end of the games, we've seen it time and time again. It's a dribble off your leg. The Miami Heat game this year, dribble, you got it plucked or dribbled off his leg, and then he shot a, 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 a tough three-point shooter. We end up losing that game. This game against the Hornets, dribbles off his legs, three, two to three turnovers in a row, and then you should have stepped back and you missed that. Time and time again, how many times do we have to say we don't want to see point Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill bringing the ball up, and it ends up in a turnover or a missed shot? There's other guys that can take shots at the game. Kuzma has shown to be clutch. Porzingis can shoot the three. Porzingis has had a 41-point game against the Timberwolves the other night. Why not try somebody else? There's other guys. on. Why not let Kispert drive to the rim and, and kick out a Kispert and let him shoot a three? Design a play like that. There's so many other ways to go in the game, but Wes – Keeps letting Bradley Bill just bring the ball up, and we see the end result time and time again. And this has happened since the John Wall days. So this has happened throughout Bradley Bill's career. Bradley Bill right now, he leads the league in clutch turnovers with nine turnovers in the clutch. Last year, he led the league in, in, in clutch turnovers before he got injured. So it's, it's a pattern. I, it's kind of like insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you get the same results. So I, I just had to say that before we move on. I'm glad you said something because they're trying to create him to be something he's just not. He's just not clutch. He's just not clutch, man. You know, mm-hmm. time and time again, bouncing the ball off your foot. You know, the, the it's time and time again, man. You can put saddle on a donkey, hand a horse, man. Like we gotta, you know what I mean? We gotta stop trying to make him what he's not, man. So 
Now, I'm glad you brought that up because, like I said, we are going to talk about the real deal bill tonight. But before we move on to the late show game tonight, tonight's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community to local host. Browse a huge selection of vehicles in just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or a minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find an affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive the new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits your everyday life. Many trail hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Please read the rebate. Oh, every trip is backed by liability insurance terms and conditions and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Com. Thanks for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen today. For your second listen today, check on Luck on Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So moving on to the present. Tonight, the Wizards dropped to the LA Lakers, 130 to 119. And I'm telling you, brother, Anthony Davis was cooking like an air fryer, man. I mean, they <laughs> they came in to play tonight, man. A lot of mm-hmm. former Wizards. Troy Brown showed up. Thomas mm. Bryant showed up. Yeah, he got was, a tribute video. Man, it must not <laughs> take much to get a video out of it. <laughs> but, you know, Russ was back, and it just, wow. I hate to say this, man, but I thought this the entire time I watched this game. Mm-hmm. Different different teams, man. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lakers, you know, they start out slow, but they're really building themselves up. They, 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 they play like a contending team. It just shows. Two different teams, man. This is two different play styles. Mm-hmm. They were just... They were rocking tonight, man. Um, Bradley Bell left the game. Uh, hamstring. I don't know. Did you um, get the final prognosis? I, I believe it was hamstring, right? Yeah, it was a hamstring. So he, he went out with a hamstring. Uh, Kuzma, former former Laker, wanted to show up tonight. Um, and we're going to talk about three-point shooting. Uh, Denny, seven points, one for seven for three-point line. Kuzma, 26 points, one for seven for the three-point line. Uh, Porzingis, 27 points, one from six from the three-point line so again three-point shooting is sinking this team sinking the mm-hmm. fast we know we're relying too much on three-point shots so you do you think that's the problem we're relying too much on three-point shooting yeah they settle um and teams know they'll play zone the lakers were playing zone in some parts uh, you look at the miami heat they play zone against us too i think teams they, they know our kryptonite they know we struggle to shoot from the three um and they, they're just daring the wizards to shoot and we fall for the trap i think we're at our best when we attack the rim we attack the basket um, but when we're settling for threes, uh, we, we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. We don't have a lot of shooters. And I was concerned about this before the season started. Kispert's our only legitimate 
three-point shooter. Um, Kuzma can shoot the three, but he's very inconsistent. Porzingis can shoot the three, too, but he's he's pretty inconsistent as well. So the only consistent shooter we really have from the three-point line is Corey Kispert. Um, Barton, 0 for 3, he just hasn't lived up to expectations this season at all. Monte Morris is a good three-point shooter, too. He was 2 for 6. Um, he's been a good career three-point shooter, but as a team, we're just not a good three-point shooting team. And uh, we fall into that trap all the time. Um, Anthony Davis, like you said, he dominated 55. Could have had 60 if he really wanted to. Um, Russ had 15 assists in his return. Uh, Anthony Davis, I think he was getting MVP chance. I think LeBron was getting MVP chance. Uh, the crowd was definitely 90%, probably 80% Lakers. I may, may, I might be, I might be wrong about it. maybe sixty percent Lakers. There was a lot of yellow jerseys in there tonight for sure. A lot of purple and gold, um, and it's like that every time the Lakers come to play. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brad went out, and I don't think Brad being in there would have. I don't, I don't know if we would have won if Brad would have been healthy. To be honest with you, and that's that's kind of the problem. Uh, I don't think it would have gotten. I don't know if it would have got as ugly as it did. We were. What's the largest lead the Lakers had? What twenty nine or something like? It was their largest lead was yeah twenty nine. Yeah, they were up by thirty at one point. Um, of course, the Wizards they did cut it to ten. Kuzma went on a run. He went on a tear, and then he got in foul trouble. Um, but the Wizards always do this. They get blown out for three quarters, and then they try to fight back in the end of the game. It's just too late. LeBron he could not be stopped. Then he tried guarding LeBron, but he was getting bodied and put in the basket sometimes. Anthony, we couldn't stop the pick and roll. There was lobs to Anthony Davis. Lonnie Walker uh, was getting baskets. He was backdoor cutting. The pace was crazy. Of course, the Lakers want to run up and down. We didn't get back on defense. Austin Reeves had a had a uh, easy basket in transition. LeBron had a couple dunks in transition. Anthony Davis was bringing the ball up at, like a point guard and, and scoring on us. Um, the defense was awful, man. And like you said with Wes, you don't see a lot of emotion with Wes on the sideline or any energy or anything like that. You just don't. And I get that's his personality, but it kind of it kind of rubs off on the team too, and that's that's kind of the way the Wizards play too. They don't play with a lot of energy or in, or in intensity, or fight, or like we say, the dog in them. They need more mean guys on this roster, and we just don't have it. We just don't. Um, we couldn't get stops at all. Points in the paint, we gave up seventy two. We're terrible from the three point line, ten for thirty nine. Um, we gave up. We got out rebounded tonight as well. We just got bullied as well. Out physical. Um, I thought Porzingis had some good moments, and Gafford has good moments, and Kispert played well. I thought he was our best player on the quarter sometimes. Kuzma um, was trying to force it a little bit and press too much, but we kind of needed somebody to be aggressive. So um, just, they just got dominated from start to finish. And like you said, this, the Lakers look like a, a playoff contending team. I don't know about championship contender just yet, but they they show what a play, what a contending team, a playoff contending team looks like versus what the Wizards are, like a play-in purgatory type of team. You're absolutely correct. It's like spending your rent money up and then waiting until two days is due and then trying to figure it out. Like you can't lose the first three quarters and then you trying to turn around and trying to make this comeback, man. Like, no, we got to stop doing that. We we we've been saying it all season, man. Put the foot on the pedal. You need to start out strong. They need to start out strong. And it's shown a few games this season, but this deficit it just never works. Especially, uh, you, you can come back from deficits, but if you can't defend the paint or the perimeter or in transition. And there's no communication. You're not going to beat anybody. You're not going to come back from anybody. So um, you brought up Gaff. Put some respect on his name a little bit. 19.7 rebounds. They gave him minutes, and he responded. He was a bright spot on the, on this team today. He showed energy. And, yeah, he got out muscled a little bit. I mean, he, you know, look, Anthony Davis, man, he's he's having a good year. It's good It's good to see him. I'm Look, I'm a Wizards fan, but I'm also an NBA fan. You know, it's good to see Davis kind of healthy. 
I'm not going to go about the Lakers leaning because I really don't like the Lakers. But, you know, it's good to see him kind of come back in his show. 55 points, man. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's crazy. But now, Gav, getting back on Gav, Gav played well. 19 points, man. He was electric tonight. Kispert, again, he is playing good. You really got to explore him being in the starting lineup because his shot is dropping. He is showing he's showing poise out there. You know, a lot of people get down when they're down by that amount. No, he's still, you know, the energy's still there. He's still driving. He's still shooting. You know, the confidence there, a little bit of leadership, especially from a young guy. So, but, it, you know, a couple more people on the bench. Man, Barton, bro. <laughs> oh, from five from the field. Oh, from three from three-point arc, man. Non-existent. Non-existent. Look, you know, I don't, I don't know what Wes is going to do, but – it appears he's gonna play himself out of his rotation. He's just he's just not playing well. The shot ain't dropping. The energy's you can tell the energy's not there. So it was just it could have been uglier. You know the fact that we lost by eleven. Again, a blessing in itself. And Denny, man, seven points, one for seven from the three point line. Look, what do they tell you going all the way back to rec league, man? If the shot ain't dropping, bring the shot in closer. You know what I'm saying? You got to start driving the ball. The shot ain't dropping. You know, he's, uh, we were very optimistic about him, his three-point shot being better this season because, you know, he was working out with Drew Hanlon and, you know, showing the shot off in FIBA, but it's just not hitting, man. It's not hitting. And, you know, we were talking before the show, and, uh, you know, we, we talked about it when it was we were talking about the Jay Crowder deal. I think you got to entertain maybe sending him to Phoenix. I, I know Denny fans are not going to be happy with me, but. They, they might be happy because there's a lot of Denny fans that I've seen on Twitter that have, you know, they want they want him to be traded. So yeah. I think Denny fans would actually be happy with him. I like Denny. I think he is a really good talent, but I think he's got ways to go till he's a complete package. You know what I'm saying? So he's not a going. He's not a three and D right now. That's what we need. Mm. So if the if the goal is to get a three and D, I'm I'm kind of ebbing towards Denny being a guy that we need to move. What do you think? Instead of Rui, yeah. Uh, instead of Rui. <sighs> I mean, you could go either way, and I think the contract that Rui, him going into a contract year, I think yeah. is a bigger factor with the Wiz moving him over Denny because Denny still has some years left, and they can still work with him. You know, Rui's going to a, a contract situation where, you know, if you're going to pay Kuz, you can't afford both. But yeah. if you're intent on rebuilding, <laughs> rebuilding, then Rui needs to stay. And I mean, that's my personal opinion. If we're going to rebuild, I would love to see Rui stay. But if we're still trying to find these pieces to try to make this into a playoff team, then you know what do you do? Yeah, I think it's the, yeah, I think it's time for a change of scenery for Denny. Um, it's just not working out here. Like you said, we need a three and D guy. He doesn't fit. I think Jay Crowder would be a better fit. I'm not saying Jay Crowder is going to make this team light years better or make us into a championship contender at all. But that's just what we need. They need a guy that doesn't need to put the ball on the floor and need the ball in his hands. And Denny needs the ball in his hands to be successful. And he's not a three point shooter. He's shooting 26 percent from the three point line. Like. It, you know, you're saying that he needs to step in and take shots, but you got to take those open shots. You can't pass them up. You got to shoot them. They're leaving them wide open. He's he's gotten some open looks. Like he's really open. Like he's wide open. He's missing these threes. He's really missing these threes. They're they're good looks. You got to take them. You know, you miss all the shots that you don't take. That's the saying. You miss all the shots you don't take. You miss or or a shot that's not taken is a miss. But they ended up being misses anyway for him right now. Um, but I, I think a change of scenery would be best. And I, I, I think we're missing Rui, too. We do miss his scoring off the bench. And I, if I had to trade one or the other, I think I would trade Denny right now. Right now, just for the role right now, it's just not working out. I, I'd rather have Kispert in there playing over Denny right now. I think Kispert's playing better than him. Um, and right now, you know, we talk about Denny's defense, but he's getting called for fouls. 
Um, it, it is hard to stop LeBron, but he he just he just had no answer for LeBron right now. And he's strugg- he's struggling to make layups right now. His offensive game is 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 just a struggle right now. Um, you know, you said it worked out with Draylen. Um, I guess it didn't really it hasn't shown yet. I thought he had a good year in FIBA basketball, but that's not NBA basketball. It's a whole it's different ways and rules and talents. Uh, but then he's struggling right now. And I think I think a change of scenery would be best. For what the Wizards need, they do need a three and D guy. And I think Jay Crowder would be a fit. Once again, like I said, don't take my words saying that Jay Crowder is the best player in the world that he's going to change his team, but that would be a better fit than what, what Denny's providing for us right now. Yeah, I mean, Jay Crowder would be a better guy in that position. I mm-hmm. mean, like you said, look, Drake, uh, Jay Crowder is not going to make this into a championship team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't... I mean, <laughs> or Sadiq Bay, I, I think. Sadiq yeah, Bay I mean, neither one of them really moved. No, yeah, that's true. The needle. Mm-hmm. So at this point, obviously, Ted wants a playoff team. So would they make it a playoff team as far as maybe an eight seed to a plan? Yeah. But we know what the problem is. But I mean, we can talk about it a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I would like to see Drake, Jay Crowder. But again, that's not going to move the needle. So, um, so before we wrap it up on the Lakers game, yeah, it's just you know a few yeah. a, a few more takeaways I'm getting out of it. Uh, Kuz and his turnovers, man. That yeah. first half, I mean, Kuz mm-hmm. has got to stop with the turnovers, man. He's just the the travel calls. It feels like he gets tagged with travel calls every game, mm-hmm. every single game. Six uh, turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, paint defense again is an issue. Um, KP first choice is a three point shot. He's you know he's got he can't be so quick to shoot that three point shot. You know we we've got. One one thing I noticed about his team that really dooms his team is too many, too many one touch possessions in, in you know you know five seconds in the clock we're already shooting. Work the ball around. Work the all. I mean I know Wes has got an offense. I, mean, I hope he does. You mm-hmm. know work the ball around, man. You know actually run some plays. Like you know it feels like one guy touches the ball, maybe a two guys, and then five to seven seconds in the clock we're shooting the ball and it's, there's no, you know what I mean? It's just we're too quick to shoot and we're too fast for the possessions. We gotta really really get back to playing team basketball. But mm-hmm. before we move on to Bradley Bill, it has an ad for tonight. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline, at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Brandon. You want to talk about Brad real quick? And then I guess we'll read three comments and wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. So as a lot of you know, or you're going to find out, Bradley Mm -hmm. Bill was on Gilbert Arena's podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were talking about um, his free agency. And he has some interesting comments about that. And I'm going to go ahead and pull it up real quick. And a lot of people were not happy about his comments. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, quote, unquote, this is from NBA Central. Uh, quote, unquote, this is from Bradley Bill. There were no teams in the market, free agency-wise, 
I was just being frank. There was nowhere else for me to go where I could be like, oh, I can go win. So a lot of fans aren't happy about that. They feel like, you mm. know, he knew he was going to get that extravagant amount from his team. I mean, what do you, how do you feel about his comments? Um, it's not good. It just seems like, oh, there's nowhere else I could go win. So I'm going to just go to the Wizards and just fall back and, and take the money, honestly. Um, so I, I do understand why, why fans are upset for sure. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just, it, it's frustrating to hear that, you know, he gets a no trade clause from that, you know, why would the, why would you get a, and that it makes it, it makes the tr- no trade clause look even worse because if there was a place where he says, where he feels like he could go in, are, are you saying now you could interpret it as, are you saying that the, the wizards aren't a place where you could win or you, you were just looking at other places where you could go to win, but they, those places weren't available, so you just settled for the Wizards. It felt like the Wizards were the girl that you just settled for. Like there were other girls that he was looking for out there, but he just settled with this girl because he knows that he can come home and he can get all this money. He can get the two hundred fifty million dollars. He can get the quarter billion dollars. That's kind of what it comes off as. And sometimes with Bradley Bill, when he does these interviews, he he, he has to be a little bit more um, thoughtful with his answers. Maybe he's being a little too truthful where he knows doesn't know the backlash that it's gonna get. And it comes off as it looks, it's a bad look for the Wizards. We gave this guy no trade calls and rewarding him so much when he goes out there saying that there was no, nowhere else for me to go where I can be like, oh, I can go win. So let's say if there was another place he could go, would he jump at the bit and go there instead of coming to the Wizards? But I think all along that he knew that he had, he had an opportunity to get a quarter of a billion dollars. He knew this. He probably, he, him and his agent, they planned this out. They knew this two or three years ago that he was going to opt out of his contract. And that the Wizards were going to give him this money. He knew Tommy Shepard, Ted Leonson was going to get going to give him this money. So he had this all planned out. And I don't I don't blame fans for being upset about this at all. Boy, oh boy, what a watch! And and you know he this interview after he finished those games so bad the Hornets game he had a terrible finish, and he has an interview like this as well. You know, against the Hornets where he doesn't show up in the clutch. Yeah, where do I start with this man? Um. Very unfortunate comments. Very unfortunate comments. And, and like I said, like I said, it seems like he didn't want to come back here. Like he was kind of forced to come back. That's the kind of you rather want him to say, "Oh, I wanted to be a wizard. I wanted to yeah. be a Washington Wizards." You rather him say that than saying, "Oh, the Heat. There was no way I could get to the Heat. There's no way I could get to the Lakers." That's what it kind of sounds like, you know? Yeah, but why lie, man? Like mm-hmm. you, 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 you. This whole, oh, I want to be the Dirk Nowitzki of the Wizards, like, right, on, bro? Like you know, um. Or I want to be here. Come on, man. Why lie? I mean, we all mm-hmm. kind of knew that he was looking at other teams. Miami was always been calling, you know, but why lie? Why lie, man? You mm-hmm. know, a lot of us already knew it was it was the bag. It was the money. You know, look, <laughs> we all know. And most of us would have took the money. But let's be real, man. Like, it's not about. <laughs> yeah, it is about the money a little bit. Like, we all knew he wasn't that max guy. You know, Bradley, uh, not Bradley, but John Wall, was, to me, he was worth that max outside the injuries mm-hmm. because he was a floor general. He made everybody around him better. You know, if you look at Gilbert Arenas, he was worth that money. Now, it was unfortunate because the knee, you know, the contract ended up hurting us more than it helped us. But really, Gilbert Arenas was a walking 30-piece every night. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Bradley, Bill, you know, you from being a spot-up guy to working on your game, but your game ain't there because we, we were scared when you got the ball in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It, this is a slap in the face, man, because – it's not just this, and we got to deal with the arrogance and you laughing and playing around mm-hmm. and joking around. Like today, the first thing he does, he's hopping around after the, the tip. What are you doing, man? Get the ball down. It's the other stuff, man. 
you know, you 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 hanging out with Jason Tatum and laughing. You mm-hmm. know, two K comes out, man. Your wife out there getting mad because you're 89. Like, come on, bro. Like, really? <laughs> or or fans are getting on you and, and she's coming to help out. Like, oh, you're gonna get on the fans for the organization that your husband plays for, really? I mean, we're worth more than that, man. We look, fans pay that, man. Mm-hmm. Fans showing up, you know, it they, they pay that contract, man. I think it's it's a slap in the face for this organization, to be be honest with you, because it's very arrogant. You know, you come in, you got your money, you know, and then you're laughing around, you're not taking things serious, you know it's just it's a slap in the face ah, look i appreciate what you've done for the city man look you've done more than a lot of people do for this city straight up and mm-hmm. you know i love what you've done for this community it helps man you know because we're hurting right now this economy's hurting so i love it man but the arrogance as a player to me time to go time to go look mm-hmm. you want to play play somewhere else go play in boston you know no, it, no we need we need to blow it up it's time to blow it up we are 11 and 13 all right <laughs> we're 11 and 13 man like what are we doing we're, our hopes to get a plan, like, like yeah. for real, like you know. Yeah, like, we just lost to the Hornets without Lamelo Ball, without Gordon Hayward. They're they're what? What are they? Seven and fifteen. They're they're in the Victor Wembanyama uh, sweepstakes right now. We need to be. You seen that brother play? <laughs> uh, bro, I'm trying to play right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can play. I mean, we need to blow this thing up, man. I'm just gonna hit. I'm gonna go ahead and call. It. We need to blow it up. We need to blow it up. We need anybody, any young guy you you think is part of the future, keep him. You know, if we're gonna blow it up, bring Rui back, sign him, sign him to an extension, uh, bring Kispert back, see what you got with Johnny, and I'm sending Denny out of town. But KP, look, player option, look, he's gonna have an option somewhere else. I'm trading him. Who's I'm trading him? I, I'm I'm being real with you, man. You get as many picks as you can out of the value these guys are playing right now. KP, Kuz, mm-hmm. all of them go. You gotta blow it up, blow it up, and see if you can get him or scoop. Why not, man? Because Bradley Bill obviously does not want to be here. There's a reason why he got the no trade clause because he knew that he had the choice to go to any team he wants to. And I'm very passionate, as you can tell, because mm. oh, yeah. you know I like Bradley Bill, man. But this is slap in the face. You don't you do that to this, these fans, man. These fans are. And that's another thing. I'm gonna get on somebody real quick. You're gonna let another team's fans come in your arena and shout MVP mm-hmm. ain't happening. You see Russell Westbrook dancing like that, man, on your court. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ain't happening, brother. You better ask somebody how I roll commanders games, man. I am loud. And look, we got that Clippers game. <laughs> look, we're gonna be loud because look, you gotta have some hope for the advantage. This is a tool, too. This is DC, man. Protect the home court. You don't mm-hmm. let somebody else come in there your court and, and and chant MVP. Ain't happening, brother. Ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So no, nah, it's time to blow it up, man. I'm sorry for rambling, but I, I think it's time to blow it up, man. No, man, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Ted said he'll never ever tank. I mean, this is this is real talk. This is, I mean, what you're saying is what we've been people have been saying for the last two to three years honestly so but yeah, it is a slap in the face i think it's it, ted ted hearing this too is a slap in your in your face you hear this from bradley bill saying that there was nowhere else for me to go so i just settled for the washington wizards and i got paid 250 million dollars like i just i just rewarded a guy with a no trade clause and a trade kicker and he says that in an interview but you know i, I am going to listen to the interview maybe there's some more context to it you know, I don't know if everybody else has listened to the full. Have you listened to the full interview yet? Yeah, I mean, I I, I listened to the whole thing. You did? I figured, okay. man, it's arenas and build, you know, two mm-hmm. dudes. I thought it was going to be a good interview, and it was overall. But mm-hmm. my takeaway from the interview was, I'm going to be totally honest with you, was a lot of arrogance, a lot mm-hmm. of arrogance. And I think arena side a little bit, man, is a lot of arrogance, man, mm-hmm. about how he feels himself as a player. Mm-hmm. You know, he really feels himself in in, in, a, in a way that I don't think everybody really agrees with. He really feels like he's a franchise guy. He really believes that he's the top tier dude. And I just ain't mm-hmm. seen it, man. The, the mm-hmm. arrogance, man. And you you know what? Let's go ahead and go back. 
I saw the arrogance with the John Wall years. You, you know what? I know that when John Wall got traded, they had a little interview where it's like, oh, no, we were bros the whole entire time. Bro, please. Come on, man. We knew there was traction between you and John Wall. You know, we mm-hmm. knew that you wanted to be the guy. And that's the big reason. And, you know, the video with the gang signs, and the injuries was just their reason to send him out of town. They did, he gave him a reason. That's all it was because he wanted to be the guy. And how many seasons are we going to try to make this guy the guy? He's not the guy. He's just not the guy. Stop. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy. So, look, offer him whatever. Send him to Boston. They, him and Tatum can high five all and, you know, shoot bubbles all they want on the court. I don't care. <laughs> but it's time's up, man, because, you know, I'm trying to be optimistic that this team can turn it around. But, I mean, how, look, it's 11 and 13. We're a quarter away in the season, man. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see the true identity of any team right now. And this team is, if your ultimate goal is playing, then what are we talking about, man? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's my piece, brother. Yeah. No, I mean, you 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 just you you're preaching, man. You took him to church. You took him to Wizards Church, man. Seriously. Um, we'll get into some comments. We're at 33 minutes now. We had to get a lot off our chest. There was two games over the weekend, so I mean, we could go on on and on about this. Um, Daryl Haiti says the other girls didn't ask him to go to prom, so I settled for Molly. That's what it feels like. It feels like, you know, that there was no other ladies out there for him to go with. So he he picked a lady that he knew was just going to give him the money. Was give him the it was going to give him the $250 million. And to your point about him being a franchise guy, he's not. He's like Chris Middleton. He really isn't that Chris Middleton tier. Um I think if Chris Middleton was the number one guy on a team, I think him and Chris Middleton would put up similar numbers. I think he's a better player than Chris Middleton, but honestly it's it's hard to argue that too. Him and Zach Levine, I think they're in that same tier at times. Um, Bradley Bill's a great player, but he's just not, he's not a number one guy. He's just not a guy that you really build, build your franchise uh, around. Um, Big J and it, it, Brandon, if you see any comments that stand out to you, um, you can you can definitely point them out. Uh, Big J fifty two says, "Can we finally admit Brad is not the one he needs to go so this team can slow down and grow with Kuz and KP?" Um, Kuz and KP too. I mean, they're they're not building blocks to to build a contender, but I do think that they played good basketball when Brad didn't play. When they were four and one, and they had that four game winning streak, I thought they played good ball. Um, I do think Denny plays better when Brad's not there. Um, that's just an observation that I see. Kuz is more aggressive; he gets more ball handling duties as well. As you saw, Kuz step up in the second half. I thought he played better in the second half. Um, KP KP has been good with and without Bill. He had the forty one point game with Bill, so I'm not gonna say Kuz. I'm not gonna say Porzingis plays better without Brad. But um, yeah, I think it's just ran its ran its course. We've seen enough of uh bradley bill being the number one guy or building around him and i think we've seen enough um losses uh to figure out and, and know the end game for bradley bill being the number one guy absolutely it, look this is it <laughs> i mean to me and that's just, that's what frustrates me because ted is holding on to this theory that he's not going to mm-hmm. tank i mean how you think philly got to where they are they, they mm-hmm. were like they wrote the book on it man like that's the process <laughs> You know, I mean, come on. I mean, it's just it's time to rebuild. We gotta stop rebuild. Um, mm. looking at wrestling welfare. <laughs> Wiz need to tank for Scoot uh Wim Ben Yama and move on from Brad to save our future. I'm with you. If we can get one or two of these guys, man, I'm I'm with you. This 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 uh cat out of France, man. Wimbenyama, man, he can play. I mean, mm. he's a guy who I mean, how tall is he? He's like he's a seven seven footer, right? Seven foot six, Woo! at least seven foot five. Bro, and you see his handles, his shot. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, man. <laughs> he looked good in a Wizards uniform. I mean, you, here's the thing, man. As a, as a fan, I want people to want to be here. Mm-hmm. I want people to want to be here. You know, if you don't want to be here, if we, if we were your last choice, what are you telling people? What are you telling your season ticket holders, man? That we were, 
you know, you went to the prom with us just because we just we didn't have nobody to go with, brother. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Right. Um, all right, last one. OBJ Dadon, he has a more positive outlook on, on it. You give this team a point guard and a small four, they're good to go. I mean, yeah, you got to give them a lot. It sounds like a lot. You got to find a point guard and a small forward. Um, there's just not a lot of point guards available out there. So you, you're really just going to have to find somebody, DeLon Wright, Jordan Goodwin, Monte Morris, going to have to step up. Um, there's just not many guys available for trade at the point guard position. And who are you going to give up? You got to look from both sides. What players do you have available to give up that another team would want? We just don't have a lot of assets that, you know, the best assets on our team are players that we want, like Kuz. Is a he would be a good trade asset, but we want Kuz to be on the team. Porzingis would be a trade asset too, but we we need him on the team. The other guys like Rui, you're not gonna get much for for him in return. Denny, you're not gonna get much in return for him. Barton, you're not gonna get much in return. We don't have many picks to give up, or picks are tied to protection. So the Wizards are just, just kind of stuck. You know, they're just kind of stuck. They're not gonna make a lot of moves. Even getting Drake Crowder is not gonna be easy to get him, and that's that's the name we've been tied to. Sadiq Bay, guys like that. And they're not needle movers, movers either. So, um, yeah, you can say they need a point guard and a small four. Yes, that is true. But how is Tommy Shepard going to work his magic? They're just going to have to make some moves at the deadline. And when it gets to the deadline, what is their record going to be? If they continue this trajectory, they're going to be under 500 at the deadline. So um, it, it's just a lot of questions that got to get figured out for sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess the short version of my answer, because it's a long answer to this, but I'm not gonna. I, I appreciate everybody, sh- you know, showing the night, you know. Um, to keep it quick, yeah, in theory, yes, a point guard, a stripping in point guard with size would be ideal, and a three and D small forward. But again, we are at the, at the extent of what we can give up. Draft picks just ain't happening anymore, man. And you know, outside of our veteran guys, which if you're trading them, you're not really trying to get a point guard and small forward anymore. So, I mean, which young guys? Or other teams going to want. Denny has his shortcomings. I think, you know, and even his defense has not shown up lately. And that was his calling card, man. You know, really, I see him having some interest. You know, Miami always had interest in him. So, I mean, what, what are you really going to give up? I mean, I think we're at the end of uh, at our resources. What, I mean, we have nothing else left to give. And this, this is why Supermaxes are so hard to give out, man. Because they, unless you have a guy who's a top five, the top ten player in this league who you know is going to guarantee a certain level of production it's tough to build around that and and that's what really gets the fans nerves about this whole situation because he knew that he knew how hard it was going to be to build around him man because he had to know that from a player perspective you knew how much the salary you know if you want to be a franchise guy you know how much cap space is available to build around you because you want the organization to build around you so he knew that it's hard to build around supermax guy the only teams that can really build around supermax contracts or teams like Golden State because most of their players were drafted. So there's a lot of protections when it comes to extending your guys and how far you can go into the, the luxury tax because you drafted those guys. You know, when you bring guys from outside the organization, you cannot extend them and have the protections in going into the luxury like you can with guys that you drafted. So, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, OF says it's not to lose, and it's the way Kuz and the rest of the team looks without him. They do look a little fluid. Like I, I, I said that before. I think they did look fluid without Bradley Bill in those four game in the four game winning streak. We'll leave it at that. We'll end on that. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, uh, make it Locked On Sports today. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.